Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Oh, hey! Hi, everyone. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Just the Worst Podcast, starring... Valentina Marzorati. And Patty Larson. Hello, hello, hello. What's shaking, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> we should get some like morning shock jock there's so many podcasts that people say are funny and then i try to listen to them and they sound like morning shock jock shows and i just oh, fucking really? can't oh my god well that's I, how i feel about i believe last podcast oh my god 100 percent. and it sucks because they actually do Apparently do really good really research good. and i can't, but they're intolerable i can't I listen can to not. it it's a bit oh nope. they crack each other up oh so they much. do and i mean i realize i don't have a leg to stand on oh like... no not like we're any better but we're not shock jockey yeah. And that that's Nor I just can't with that show. No. Any of those shows that are like that, that are too scripted and rehearsed or sound too like, hey, aren't we so entertaining to each other? Like which other ones? No. Um uh so everybody always recommends to me crime and sports and small town murder. Oh okay. both of those to me are just really horrendous. I don't think I've ever tried. Can't listen about. to them. <clears throat> and then I can't listen to anything that's overly scripted. Like that it sounds like you have to be a good actor to work off a script oh, if you're with yeah. somebody else, right? Like That's you can... why I can't listen to any of like the fictionalized ones, like uh -huh. lore or um, I don't know. It's like lost tapes or something. Yeah, black tapes. Try... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The actors on that are just garbage. Yeah. And I mean, I'm okay with ones where there's like one person reading their thing. Sure. Because it's you're not trying to act you're orating yeah whatever right but the i mean you have to be good to oh be able to God, act particularly if you can't even use your body like if you're just reading <laughs> right. you have to be really good and most of them gods. just aren't yeah no it's welcome to podcast critique yeah because <laughs> we're perfect <laughs> we're gonna throw some stones 100 percent. yeah i do not live in a glass house mm. So I can throw stones with safety. Oh, mm -hmm. I like that. In fact, I'm, I live in a house made of stones. I just pull one off, throw it out there. Whoa. That was it's deep. a good system. That was interesting. Thank you. Yes. I've, I've been thinking about that all day. Throwing stones at people? Yeah, I wrote it down. I'm reading from a script right now, as a matter of fact. What is happening? <laughs> I feel like I'm so high. <laughs> Right before we started this episode, we were watching some videos of Valentina. Oh, and I... That I would request that she post to the Facebook page, I know. but I don't know if she well, will. Well, one of them, I was like, God, if I was wearing makeup in this and wasn't, like, job of the hut, I would have posted it because it was so funny. Because I, last week, <laughs> last weekend, I think? It was a Friday. It was Whenever a Friday. It was. <laughs> uh, I ate too many edibles and then got the womp womps. And then I was like, I should record this and see if I am stupid talking as I feel like I am in my head. And guess what, everyone? I am. Oh, it's just as bad. So she did crack herself up quite a bit. She just oh mostly God, just laughed so hilariously. Much. Yeah, I really had the time of my life. You really did. So I can't knock it. it. Looked like you were having fun. That's me. Um, yeah, having a blast with myself. That's right. Since the world is such a horrible place, you might as well stay inside, <laughs> eat too many edibles, and record yourself. Yeah, it's way better than watching the news. Oh God, I would never <sighs> watching people being killed in hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunamis that. watching crazy violent weirdos get put on the supreme oh, court <laughs> i just can't stay away from the topic i can't do it i cannot it's just too stressful it's terrible we just have a fairly unhinged person on the supreme court now yeah no big deal <clears throat> mm -hmm. yeah no we rewatched the snl uh oh. matt damon as brilliant Brett Kavanaugh it's so good so if you haven't good. seen it I highly recommend it it's, I'm not even a Matt Damon fan and he was fucking amazing he's so good he Coming was the perfect pick 11 <laughs> and we're gonna take it up to a 15 real quick <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
And then we watched right after that the um, John Oliver oh, episode on Kavanaugh. Oh, amazing. Oh. oh, you guys, it just gets more fucked it's up by the day. It's so funny and it's so sad that it's so funny because it's so fucking absurd. Yeah. Like, I can't believe we live in a world where people don't think it's funny. Because it's so aggressively funny. Yeah. And he's so ridiculous. It is, Well, so, I, and I keep hearing that it could just degrade people's perception of the court in general. Like, they don't really have any real power. You know, like, they're, they they do legally, but they don't. Like, their, their whole power comes from people respecting them and their objectivity. And that if that is gone, they really do lose a lot of their oomph, you know? Yeah. So... It'll be very interesting to see how the rest of this year plays out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Go vote, everyone. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he talks at all much. Uh, they said he did the first day he was in court. Oh. He asked all kinds of questions. Great. Yeah, he's very active. <clears throat> he's very judgy. Very. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's going to stay very disciplined for a while. He's just going to take it all out on his wife and children. Oh, my God. I That's know. the other video you have to see if you haven't seen it. Him on the news with his wife and children. Oh, God. It's and horrible. the really, really uncomfortable appearance of his entire yeah. family is just like, oh, God. Yeah. And like, I would understand like if she was like super nervous to be in front of people. But it doesn't. It doesn't look like that. Yeah. I don't think that those women are like, I mean. I could see her just being pissed. Like, I can't believe you dragged her whole family into this. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Or like, what's who's this Renata chick? Right. <laughs> right? Like, all of that stuff. That I'm sorry, you were doing what heart. in high school with your friends? You were, what is it called? The something triangle? The devil's, devil's triangle? triangle? Look, yeah. I don't even know. No, I know. Uh, yeah. She might be a little alarmed by finding all this stuff out about her I husband, who is this perfect it. person. Uh, he might have married somebody who was you very really think he's proper. cleaned up his act that much no she has no idea who this person is i don't know i don't know that he has cleaned it up but he might be holding it together a little bit yeah, clearly some, not in front of the senate sometimes you do things um with other people that you don't do in front of your wife uh yeah so i'm just saying there could be some of that going on too uh, I'm just yeah, saying it's possible. It's possible. Everything. She possible. did look like she was afraid he was about to shake her right out of her shoes. <laughs> well, we all were. And then... he, when he was about to grab your shoulder and just. <laughs> and then he like shoves her out of the way to hug a kid. And the kid doesn't even look at him. And the kid just looks at the mom. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so much going it's on here. Really, yeah. It'll, it could be like, I mean, I kind of wish I was in college right now in sociology. We could just take that thing apart and be like, what I'm is sure. going on you could, in this video? This whole his whole moment in front of the Senate, you could just pause it frame by frame and be like, this is what just disgust and anger mm -hmm. look like. An just, entitlement. And it, yeah, and just rage. Mm -hmm. and, like, he looks like he wants to rip the head off a small animal the entire time he's talking. Yeah. He was not happy. No. I, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. So. Thank you for letting me get that out of my system. No, I know. It's very, very uh, pressing. It, yeah. Well, because then we did, and then tonight we're watching Louis C.K. Yep. Sorry, guys. I won't let it go. Well, and so it's this is the trippy thing. So we were talking about like so that, you know, the Me Too movement and all that other shit that is going on in the world yeah. right now, which I just think is interesting. Like I, I, I and so I was trying to explain how. I agree that women should not take every single sexual innuendo or even something as much as a dick in the face Seriously. with so much victimization. And mostly because I just think we've got to stop fucking being victims like that. Like, come on, we got to toughen up a little bit and tell yeah, them to I fuck don't off. I know what words. But I also think that it's wrong for people to do that. So, like, I'm stuck. Like, no, men, you shouldn't do that. But also women fucking... Get your shit together a little bit. Right. So yeah. Like the, the day that whatever the other lady was that accused him that said, like, yeah, he whipped his dick out at a party. Or oh, yeah. Sweatnik. You're yeah, talking Kavanaugh I just, I, Yeah. I went into work and I was just like, really? Like, I realize it's very uncool of me, but like, really? A dick was pulled out in front of you? Like, get the calm the fuck down about it. Yeah. And, like, that shouldn't 
And I mean, I guess I shouldn't be able to say, like, who should be traumatized by what, but that shouldn't traumatize It's you. unfortunate that it does. Like, it's unfortunate that we feel that any woman still feels weak enough and in danger enough to yeah, be that worried fair. about it. You know what I mean? Like, because if we were truly equal and if it was truly fair in the world and all of that, then sh she probably wouldn't have felt traumatized yeah, by that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd just be like, ah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Have you seen a dick? They're so stupid looking. Get it out of here. I had to touch it. Ew. Yeah. Like, I mean. And we're assuming that he was doing it. But what if he was doing it with a look on his face like he had in front of the Senate? Like, then it's a little more <laughs> yeah, scary, right? <laughs> so if he is an aggressive yeah, drunk guess, and he like, was drunk and he I've was. I've never felt completely powerless. What just happened? The light just dimmed. No, that was your computer. Very, it lightened. Yeah, it dimmed on here, but it's like phew, made mm. the whole room darker. That was crazy. Okay, it's just your face. <laughs> my face just got darker. No, I think it's just the light. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, but I know that that could be taken very insensitively. That I'm being so glib about it, and but everybody knows that this show is full of sensitivity. I'm, yeah, and if anything, <laughs> I am everyone's biggest advocate always. As <laughs> uh, so we were both laughing hysterically, as Louis C.K. said that life isn't that important. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. If you he guys haven't takes it seen too seriously. His, it's just. I think it's just called 2017. His last special. It just popped up on my Netflix. Again, and it's so good. It's really funny. Oh, I love Jesus him. plus one. <laughs> oh, Everybody, go watch it. It's yeah, great. It's, it's good. I'm willing to forgive him. So what? Pull out your dick. Like, who cares? Well, he didn't do it to you. And like, I I don't know. I just... I've never been at work and had anybody do that to me. I don't know if I've ever had anybody do that to me. Period. I remember requesting one of my guy friends pull out his dick because he wasn't cut. I didn't think I'd ever wanted seen to see? that. And uh -huh. he could do tricks with it. So I wanted to, Whoa. right? He could make it like I mean, that's like made for things. pulling out. Yeah. Yeah. So like we definitely like coerced him into pulling it out and doing tricks. So maybe I'm the rapey one. Right. Maybe he's traumatized by he that. He might be sitting at home right now like, oh my God, that time that found me too. made me pull out my dick. Mm-hmm. It could be. I was coerced. Right? Yeah. But I, uh, I just think it's like, especially flaccid dicks, they're just stupid looking. Like, come on, women. Take the power back. Be like, that's dumb. Right. I'm, I'm pretty cool without that. You're the one that wants this business. That's true. Right? Yeah. Dicks are great when they're great, but like, come on. I'm pretty sure you know. It's like dick pics. Girls aren't like, yeah, <laughs> give me that. Give me some Please, of that. Please, more. Thank you. No. Never happens. No, we well, like maybe them. it happens, but it doesn't happen unsolicited. Ones are never Not, really wanted. Yeah. I think we've we've covered that before. Yeah. Stop sending us your yeah. dick pics. Nobody has ever sent me a dick pic. Oh, you guys. No, get on do it. No, <laughs> don't do it. DM me for Patty's iPhone number. iPhone number. <laughs> I don't think anybody doesn't know how to use those these days. Oh, no. What's happening? Oh. That cellular telephone you have over there. I think I had too many animals. Oh, this is going to be a good oh, episode. Oh, no. This has all gone off. <laughs> it's all about the handstands and the edibles. We figured out the magic of this show. It's iPhone number. Just you. As You're the only to, one. Like, your burner phone <laughs> and your Android number. <laughs> hey guys, I've got the iOS deets for you. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, oh man. <sighs> what so, was that one episode where we like lost our minds <laughs> laughing at something? Nobody commented on it. Not a single person. Maybe was nobody like, listened to it. Maybe they were like, that was horrible. I fast forwarded the whole thing. <laughs> No, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. No one's even listening. What if no one's even listening anymore? That would be... No. You know what's so funny is I woke up this morning and... Uh, yes. I, that <laughs> yes, is That's funny. not the funny part. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that because I woke up this morning to a message from Mike DeFrancisco that said, I just Mike. listened to your latest episode. I really like your show. 
And I was like, he must have been very drunk last night. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, we hope you like it. You're kind of in our, like, I think you're the patron of the whole thing. Yeah, he's, he's like, like our, our number, our first fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're still on board. Yeah. Well. He's still on board. And we have to wish Axel a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Axel. Axel's one year older, everyone. We could parent trap with Axel. Pretty He's soon so his knees yep. are going to start hurting and his back's going to go out. It's not true. That doesn't happen to me. <laughs> He's going to be great. Axel is actually, he like goes outside and does stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, where does he live? And then I was like, maybe he doesn't want us to put him on glass <laughs> where he lives. But then I, I have his address, but you're not outdoors. I'm just kidding. I suppose. Um, yeah. So happy birthday, Axel. Happy birthday. Anybody else's birthday? I can't think. Uh, Luke Perry's birthday was this oh. week. Very important. <laughs> it is very important. What's Luke Perry? I don't know why I still days? remember that. It's Why just do one you of those, know that at all? Because it's just one of those birthdays from childhood that you just like learn like your crush's birthdays and your like fifth grade hmm. friends and then that's it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Don't you just have like certain like old, old friends that like you can't see that date without thinking, oh, that's like Michelle's birthday or whatever? Well, my friends, yes, but not Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> Pretty sure lots of people know their crushes' birthdays, oh. famous or not. Nope. Eddie Furlong, August third. Nope, August second. Wow, you had Ooh. some good taste when you were a kid. Oh my god! Literally every guy I was into grew up to be like a super white beater. Mel Gibson, Eddie Furlong, <laughs> like all of my childhood crushes were just. Oh. Trent Reznor turned out okay. He's like a soccer dad now. Yeah. Yeah, well, the you know, the more interesting they are, weirder they look, all of that, the more normal they probably are. Probably. At the end of the day. <sighs> so I um, didn't start researching until today. Oh, cool. And I remember, so this is a terrible segue. I'm no, just going to jump into I it. I like it. So this is kind of, this is a story I remember from being a young kid in Southern California and hearing about this killer okay, all the time and being like afraid of it, right? Um, and then, but then you, I never heard about him again. Oh, like, I'm so this intrigued. This whole grown, like all of these true crime pods, everything, all this stuff, never heard of him being covered. Oh my God. And it was such a huge deal in Southern California when I was a kid, at least in my head it was. Pretty sure it was a big I'm deal. I'm ready for you to tell us. Cause... Do you remember the freeway killer? No. Okay. And I think nobody gave a shit because he killed, well, no, he didn't just kill gay kids. He killed a lot of young boys. Where was this? Southern California, 1979 yeah, yeah, yeah. to 1980. Oh, I wasn't even in LA yet. But he wasn't, I mean, and he wasn't, he was tried in the later 80s. And I think that's why I remember it. Like there oh. was, because of the trial, I guess. But for some reason, I mean, this guy has always been in my head, That's and I almost thought like I made him up, or it was a movie because oh, nobody's ever covered him. Um, no, I was so just talking he, today about how I grew up in Southern California when the Night Stalker was happening. Yeah, and turns out he liked yellow houses. I lived in a yellow house. My dude, parents, we had so many new locks they, they on our didn't house. Tell me that until I was like thirty. I totally remember, and my room had a window that you could walk like you could get Ooh. right in and my bed was right underneath it and it was so and there was no gate around where my window was in my room oh man oh i was so scared yeah it's not good and, and now like looking at his teeth oh you would have shown me that picture oh. if i would have known this was happening as a child oh yeah thanks parents you did one good thing yeah i guess <laughs> protected you from that but this guy Freeway so this guy color. in a in a year's time he killed 21 boys what? and young men and not only did he kill them but he raped and murdered and tortured and like uh, this guy was a fucking crazy nutbag that's nut a bag. lot of murders yeah he should be way more famous he should be way more famous this guy like i don't, I don't think know Ted Bundy killed that many people i don't yes i think he did i think he killed i think he admitted to like 30 some odd women Oh, and it, but, don't they think it's like a hundred or something? Yeah, but so they and they think this guy killed way more people than he 21 was convicted. Twenty one in a year in is a impressive. Year. Yeah, so his name is William Bonin, and he was known he, as a freeway killer. How do you and spell it? 
B-O-N-I-N. B-O-N-I-N. Uh-huh. Google it. Uh, Google it. This real He was known people. as a freeway killer because he dumped the majority of his victims' bodies alongside freeways in Southern California. I mean, his victims were from Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, Westminster, <gasps> L.A., like... It was all around us. Well, he looks you were... like Adam Driver. Is that why you picked him? No, we I didn't even. I don't even have a picture of him. I just remembered. I was like, I wonder if that was a a real thing that I thought. You know, that I remembered. Yeah, guy from SNL last night. Oh that yeah, we he does. Weirdo. Um, I mean, so Adam this guy's hot. This guy's not. No, Adam Driver is not hot. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. We're gonna start a poll, ladies. Win. I don't think any women. Li- I think there's like four women that listen to the show. Anyway, oh. <laughs> I thought you meant they thought Adam Driver was uh, hot. No, no, he's not. Oh, he, so, oh, okay, okay, stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just saw the whole story of his life flash before uh, my face. Yeah. So he was born in Connecticut in January of 1947. He was the second of three brothers. His parents were both alcoholics. Middle child. His father was a compulsive gambler and was super abusive towards the entire family. Shocking. Yeah, super shocking. So this kid was like prime for success right off the bat. He and his brothers were severely neglected. Um, They were often even fed and clothed by neighbors. Like they just had their parents were not together. Uh, they were often placed in the care of their grandfather, who was also a child molester who had molested his daughter oh, and then molested man. the three boys when they lived with him. Oh, uh, at one point, his mom sent all the children away to try to protect them from these crazy men in her life. So nice. she sent all three of them to an orphanage uh, when William was six. Can you just do that? Back then, I think you could. <laughs> hey, I'm done with these kids. Can yeah, I think you could back then. Uh, oh, clearly you could because she did. That's awesome. Uh, the the orphanage she put him in was known for its harsh disciplinary tactics toward the children. Nice. So they were uh, severely beaten. They had to endure various stress positions. Like this is like military abuse, right? Like yeah. like Abu Ghraib shit they were doing to these. He was six. Um, they were partially drowned them in sinks filled with water. Oh. He, like later, this guy, after he was in jail, he talked a lot about his growing up and his youth and like all the problems in his home, but he never once talked about the time he lived in this orphanage. Oh. Other than the fact that he consented to sexual advances from older boys as long as they agreed to tie him up. He was six. So that's where he was as at. As long as they agreed? Like yeah. that was his preference? Yeah, he wanted to be tied up. So At six. At six. He was there from ages six to nine. Can't believe he didn't turn out totally fine. I know. And then his parents took him back. So that's nice. He, he went back home. We're just going to put you in here for a couple years yeah, to get fully to traumatized. To get really fucked up. To then bring you back. Exactly. Uh, and then he went back home. He was arrested for the first time at the age of 10 for stealing license plates. Aren't we all? He went to juvenile hall, and there he was abused again, physically and sexually, by oh, several people. Man. Not just the kids, but also his counselor oh, <laughs> that was there. And he was 10, right? So he was a little kid in juvenile hall. Okay. Uh, then his family decided to move to Southern California. Uh, so they relocated to Downey oh, in 1961. And then his dad died of cirrhosis of the liver. Where are you going? <laughs> Um, so this is, <laughs> so Valentina has this video. We're going to take a quick break from the story of her <laughs> decrepit little dog hour. who has like no ability to use her front legs, deciding to catapult herself off the couch. <laughs> she lands on her face, bounces off her head, rolls onto her kind of her feet. Yes. This is how she knows this happened. And, like, goes skittering across the floor to wait for Valentina at the door. It's the craziest fucking thing you've ever seen. She reminds me of the thing from Alien that comes out of the baby and just fucking runs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, and, tell me more. Okay, so... so he moves to Downey. They're in Downey, and this is where Bonin starts his molestation career. So this is where he molests his younger brother as well as many neighborhood kids. So he would promise them alcohol if they would come over and then he would molest them. Uh, And then he also started to commit robberies and thefts and he was about 13. So he was pretty well into his criminal career at this point, but he did graduate from high school. 
1965, he graduates from high school and he joins the Air Force. He served five months in Vietnam as a gunner. And it was there that he started to agree with Louis C.K. that life wasn't that important. Life is not that important. <laughs> and that it was totally overvalued. So, but he, he, regardless of that, he, at one point in his um, career, he went under into enemy fire to risk um, his life to save a wounded airman. Oh. So he got a good conduct medal for that. Uh, and while at the same time he was sexually assaulting fellow soldiers <laughs> at hey, gunpoint I mean. during the Tet Offensive. So it's like a middle of a battle. <laughs> He's like, no one's going to notice. <laughs> he decides to rape two of his fellow soldiers. Oh, man. He was honorably discharged in 1968. He went back to Downey and he got married, but then probably pretty quickly got divorced. Uh, so up. now he's 21. What year which is it? Just seems like so young. 1961. No, sorry, 68. Uh, oh, this is where he really thing. starts to commit sexual assaults for real. He's not dabbling. Anymore. He's not dabbling anymore with his own brother and his neighbors. I mean, that's how. Yeah. He sexually assaults four boys in four months. Uh, all of them were between 12 and 18, and in each instance, he bound or otherwise restrained the victim before forcibly engaging in sodomy, oral copulation, and methods of torture, which included bludgeoning and squeezing of his victim's testicles. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, he, 1969, he's arrested um, because he attempted to restrain a 16-year-old kid who he had lured into his vehicle. He was indicted on five counts of kidnapping for all of the kids, four counts of sodomy, one count of oral copulation, and one count of child molestation. He's sentenced to a Tascadero State Hospital as a mentally disordered <coughs> sex offender Ooh. because they thought maybe he could be treated. Uh, there he was subjected to a bunch of psychiatric exams. Of course. Uh, right. He's super, he's there. pretty smart. He's an, um... IQ of 121. So he's no Ed Kemper. He's no Ed Kemper. And he was also, they also thought he was probably manic depressive. Um, and that he had damage to the prefrontal cortex of his brain. Ah, did he fall? <laughs> and... Well, he was beaten severely as a child by his parents and oh. at the, at the, um, at the orphanage. orphanage. So that, they think that that might have reduced his ability to restrain yep. his violent impulses yeah. he was at the state hospital for two years and then they sent him to regular prison because he was no longer considered suitable for treatment since he kept engaging in forceful sexual activity <laughs> with male inmates they're like you know what we're we're done <laughs> trying to give you, you another keep raping chance. everybody you're being so raping <laughs> so he goes to regular prison um he was released in 74 mm -hmm. so he went to prison in 69 Gets out in 74 after okay. raping five kids yeah. um, because they felt he was no longer a danger to the safety and health of others. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he got it out of his system. Yeah. So uh, in, in September of 1974, he met a 14-year-old named David McVicker, who was hitchhiking mm. in Garden Grove. Um, I can't believe The kid accepted his offer to drive him to his parents' house in Huntington Beach. He got in the car um, when... Bobbin asked him if he was gay. Bonin, not Bobbin. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, I don't even know Bob, who's Bobbin? What kind of a name is Bobbin? Uh, instead of letting him out of the car, Bonin got a gun out, drove to a deserted field, ordered McVicker to undress, beat and raped him, and then began to strangle him with his own T-shirt. Sure. When McVicker began to scream, he stopped and apologized. Oh! And then took him home. What a guy. <laughs> Telling him, we'll meet again when he drops him off, which oh, is yeah. like most horrifying thing you could hear from somebody who just raped you. <laughs> I mean, basically, he's like, my bad. You know what? I'm sorry. So, Dang it. Oh, I got out of control so the again. The kid gets home, tells his mom he was raped. His mom calls the Garden Grove Police Department. Mm. And Bonin was charged with rape and forcible oral copulation of a minor. Ooh. The attempted abduction of a minor. Oh. Oh, he did it again. Two days after McVicker, he, oh. uh, he grabbed a 15-year-old off the street. So Always boys. <clears throat> Yeah, so he pled guilty in December of 1975. He was sentenced to between one and 15 years of imprisonment, but was released after three years with <laughs> 18 months of supervision. So now he's got like seven convicted like right. sexual assaults on children. Um, so he moves to L.A., gets a job as a truck driver, and he's known by okay. the teenage boys in the area as like his house is the party house. They can all go there. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. And it was during this time that he met two young men by the name of Vernon Butts and Gregory Miley. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's also at this time that Bonin gets a Ford Econoline. I think this is when he gets his new van. His always. It's always a uh, van. It's always a van. It's a blue van. He removes all the inner handles from the passenger side and rear doors of the van <laughs> and then stows ligatures, knives, household tools, and other instruments in the van. I mean, who doesn't do that? Who doesn't have... You never know what you're going to run into. Uh, yeah. You've got to so be prepared. It's called your bug out. Kind of reminds me of the... Um, toolbox killers right like just with this crazy <sighs> rape van don't sigh like that you can cover them anytime you want <laughs> terrible terrible but I terrible always human get beings confused. it's not the toy box killer I, it's, the tool, it's the toolbox the toy, killers so confused there's two toolbox killers one toy box killer anyway which one was toy box then? he's the one that was in albuquerque he was in New Mexico, and that was uh, David Ray Parker, David he... Parker Ray. He's the one who had He's... the trailer in his backyard that would rape and, like, abuse women the and then rape? let them go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah the one whose daughter helped him rape women. Oh, no. Yeah, that's I a crazy, crazy story. That's a crazy, that crazy story. That has the, le- the, crazy, has the crazy recording. Course. Yes, that's him. That's toy. The toolbox are the ones that they use the recording that they made of them killing that 15-year-old girl as, training, as the training that FBI. That I still can't find. Because it, it's not available. You're not in the FBI. Well. Um, but, Jeff, maybe you can track it down for Valentina. Psst. <laughs> hey, psst, psst. over here. Hefe. Uh, so, anyway, it is now 1970-something. 74. Seven, no, 77. Oh, I'm 77. not even alive yet. I love it. I'm alive. So he um, he meets a kid named Thomas Lundgren, who's 13. This kid was last seen hitchhiking away from his parents' house in Reseda hmm. uh, on May 28, 1979. His body was found the same day in Agora, clad only in a t-shirt, shoes, and socks. He had been emasculated. I had to look up what that was. That's when they I'm cut sorry. off your genitals. You don't know what a masculated Now I do. Means? And you know when you... What did you think it meant? Well, I wasn't sure. Like, they, he embarrassed him in front no. of a bunch of girls? I mean, I assumed it was something to do with his <laughs> genitals, but I didn't know if it was just, like, castrating or if it was the whole shebang. Mm. It's the whole shebang. If you look it up on Wikipedia, there's actually a poor young child that has been emasculated picture on oh. there, which is weird. That's he was bludgeoned about list. his face and head. He had been slashed across his throat, mm. extensively stabbed, and then strangled to death. His underwear, jeans, and severed genitals were discovered strewn in a field close to the body. Oh, that's just rude. Yeah. So this was, this was, Bonin did this with the assistance of Vernon Butts. Bonin and Butts. Bonin and Butts. Um, so they suspect that Butts helped him in at least eight future murders. In mid-79, he was arrested, and Bonin was arrested for molesting a 17-year-old boy in the coastal community of Dana Point. Oh, yeah, you so don't fuck sh- around and So he should have Point. gone back to prison. But an administrative error resulted in his release. Super. <laughs> so he got out. And on his, the way back, I think it was, I'm not sure who was giving him a ride home, but the guy testified in court, I guess, that Bonin made the statement on the way home from jail, no one's ever going to testify again. This is never going to happen to me again. Um, oh. So it's at this point that shit got real. Shit. <laughs> shit gets real. God. August fourth, nineteen seventy nine. Bonin and Butts. Bonin and Butts are committing sodomy. Bonin and Butts. Bonin and Butts. That's fantastic. Could it be any more? Couldn't, it couldn't, couldn't be any more. Uh... Um, so they abduct seventeen-year-old Mark Shelton uh, in Westminster. He was violated with foreign objects, including a pool cue, causing his body to enter a state of shock, which proved fa- fa- fatal. And then they threw his body out in San Bernardino County. Oh, the whoa, next day, that's really bad. The next day, who wants to die in San Bernardino? I know. God. Um, well, who wants to die by having a pool cue shoved up you and putting? But you in into San Bernardino, it's like a double <laughs> fucking. Honestly, um, at least let they be. grab seventeen-year-old Marcus. I can't believe I wrote this. They grabbed 17-year-old Marcus Grabs. Bonin and Butts grab grabs. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're just making it up. I'm not. I'm not. I couldn't make this shit up. They, um, he was hitchhiking on PCH. They oh. bound him with lengths of cord and ignition wire, drove to Bonin's house where they sodomized, beat, and stabbed him a total of 77 times before discarding his nude body in Malibu Creek. Oh, well, Okay, better. so that was the 19th of August. No, that was the 5th of August. 27th of August, the two of them abduct 15-year-old Hollywood youth Donald Ray Hyden. 
He was last seen on Santa Monica Boulevard. He was found by construction workers later the same morning in a dumpster located on the Ventura Freeway. He died of ligature strangulation, had been bound, beaten about the face, sodomized, stabbed in the neck and genitalia, and bludgeoned about the skull. Jesus. Attempts had also been made to remove his testicles and slash his throat. This just didn't fucking stop. I, I was trying to just, like, look at a bunch of different sites and stuff but i couldn't even get through this one well and they just tried to cut off his nuts and yeah apparently i don't know if the knife was not sharp enough or what two weeks later september 9th the two of them find 17 year old lamrata youth david lewis marillo he was riding his bike to a movie theater they lure him into the van Mm. bind him up repeatedly rape him, extensively bludgeon him about the skull with a tire iron, and then strangle him with ligatures before his nude body is thrown out on Highway 101. Eight days later, on September 17th, Whoa! I mean, they're just fucking knocking this shit out. Yeah, they are. 18-year-old Newport Beach youth, Robert Christopher Wirostek, was abducted as he was riding his bike to his job at the grocery store, and he was found on September 27th along Interstate 10. So that was sep- September 17th, November 1st. Mm. They find a, a kid who they've never identified. Oh, this victim, Jesus. he was savagely beaten, strangled to death before his body was left on State Route 99 near Kern County. Oh, man. In Kern County, I guess. Um, Bonin later admitted to inserting an ice pick into the victim's nostrils and ear prior to the murder. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. He got into Just the ice picks. See what happens. It's not the last time he would do that. Four oh, weeks later, man. by himself, Bonin... Um, takes 17-year-old Frank Dennis Fox from Bellflower. Um, His body was found two days later alongside the Ortega Highway, highway five miles east of San Juan Capistrano, so right by the horse show grounds. Keep it it in our frame of reference. Um, The body had extensive blunt force, trauma to the face and head, ligature marks on wrist and ankles. Ten days after that... Jesus, they're churning they them out. They fucking are knocking. The, this was like, I it just kept going on and on. 15-year-old yeah. Long Beach uh, resident John Kilpatrick disappeared after leaving his parents' house. He was on his way to see friends. He was next found strangled to death. Like, are um, there not announcements at this point that are Rialto. like, hey, don't get in vans? So part of it, yeah, I know. So I think part of it was that this is terrible and because these boys weren't necessarily gay. Yeah. But I think they thought it was a gay murderer. And they didn't care as much back then about people killing gay kids. I get that. Um, Yeah, it's fucked. It's really fucked up. And a lot of these kids were runaways or hitchhiking or like, you know, they were, I mean, some of these kids is like two in the morning. They're on Hollywood Boulevard, you know, it's. Maybe don't. uh, So January 1st, um, uh, Bonin steals 16-year-old Michael McDonald from Ontario. He. Brutalizes and strangles him. He was found on Highway 71. And then he finds another accomplice. Like, I don't know how the fuck you find, like, hey, you want to go do this with me? It's so crazy. So he met these two guys at the same person's house. Fascinating. Uh, So this guy's name is Gregory Miley. He's like 18 or 19. He's pretty young himself. Uh, On February 3rd, they leave their neighborhood to go to Hollywood to commit a murder. They find 15-year-old Charles Miranda hitchhiking on Santa Monica Boulevard. They, in, oh, so this this story is Bonin and Miranda. Yeah. Is so bad. Oh, I don't. Man. They have sex in the back of the van as um, Miley drives. Apparently, that was consensual. And then Bonin says, the "Kid's going to die." Oh. Um, to Miley, they pull over. They take his wallet. <laughs> well, Just you know. Then they rape him. Then, um, so Miley had tries to rape him, but he wasn't able to. So instead, he just assaults oh, him with various sharp objects uh, and then beats him up. Then they strangle him with his T-shirt and and, uh, and a tire iron. And Miley is jumping on his chest. Oh, whoa. They throw his nude body out onto East 2nd Street in Los Angeles. Five minutes later. What? They dump that body. Bonin says to Miley, hey, I'm horny again. Let's go do another one. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Nope. So in just a few hours, they found, <laughs> this is not right, 12-year-old, it says two, but he wasn't two. <laughs> uh, this kid was um, James McCabe at a bus stop on Beach Boulevard in Slater Avenue, which is like a block away from where I used to live in Huntington Beach. Whoa. Called the Slater Slums. It was a really shitty neighborhood, mm-hmm. but I lived two blocks north. Cool. Sl- cool. Only sort of Slatery Slums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's better. I lived behind the Arby's. It was a much better neighborhood. 
Uh, so they promised him a ride to Disneyland. He's 12. Oh, man. They got So he got in the van. And <laughs> so they're like, never get in the van. Don't Seriously? get in the van, kids. So as Miley drove, he heard the kid crying as Bonin beat and raped him. Aww. And then he forced the kid to go to sleep in his arms, which is fucking what? weird. And then Miley goes in the back, too. Joins Bonin in beating the child and crushing his neck with a tire iron, iron simply because he felt like doing so. Then they strangled him well. with his own T-shirt and discarded his fully clothed, beaten body in the city of Walnut. Uh, Bonin was arrested on February 4th for violating the conditions of his parole. Oh, I don't know what he did. Just it wasn't lightly. the murder. He was remanded uh, into custody to the Orange County Jail and he was released on March 4th. Oh. So he was there for a month oh. for parole violations. I'm sure he got Ten days later, it. he abducts and kills 18-year-old Ronald Gatlin and Van Nuys. He was beaten, sodomized, suffered several deep perforating ice pick wounds to the ear and neck before oh. before being strangled with a ligature. Oh. His body was found bound uh, in the city of Duarte. Jesus. Or Duarte. I think it's Duarte down there. It's Duarte's Duarte up here. Yeah, but the restaurant up here is Duarts, so... Really? Yeah, that's how you oh, pronounce it up here. Uh, one week later, March 21st, Bonin lures 14-year-old Glenn Baker Barker into his van as the kid's hitchhiking to school. Fascinating times. I know, it was a different time. Um, you would think you were right. Like, at this point, they would be on the news like, hey, kids, don't hey, hitchhike. Don't get in a like van. But they didn't dudes. know about the van, and I think they just assumed that all these kids were gay, runaway kids, and fuck them. <sighs> Barker was raped, beaten, and strangled to death with ligature. His body also bore evidence of numerous burns to the neck, which had been oh. which had been inflicted with a cigarette. He yeah. had also been violated with foreign objects, which had extensively distended his rectum. Oh, poor little 14, no, 14. Little, little. Later that same day, oh, fifteen-year-old Russell Rue was abducted from a bus stop in Garden Grove. He was bound, beaten, strangled to death with an estimated eight hours of captivity before his body was found I alongside. Mean, these guys are goddamn machines. Mach this is this is this guy by himself now, I think, or maybe he's with. Uh, I don't even know whoever it is. He might it's be just... with Gregory, but Bonin's the one who's always there. So they're both. Both those kids are are thrown into the Cleveland National Forest. And then my notes say, this part is crazy. Because <laughs> the rest was like, the rest is totally fair normal. Enough, fair enough. Yeah. So and now it's March 1980. So, like, he started this in 79. It's now yeah. 80. We've gone through a slew of 15-year-old kids. Yeah. Bonin offers a ride to a 17-year-old kid named William Pugh. And so they're at a friend's house, this guy. I think this is where he met Gregory and Vernon Butts. Like, I think this is where he meets his killing friends so he offers yeah. Pew a ride home and he asks him hey do you want to have sex with me and Pew says no uh <laughs> <Not> <laughs> he panics cool. and then he sits in silence for several minutes and then he tries to get out of the car so Bonin <laughs> leans over grabs him by the collar drags him back into the car and tells him in like a very confidential like hey we're buddies sort of tone hey i really enjoy abducting young male hitchhikers on friday <laughs> and saturday nights <laughs> And then tells him that, yeah, I restrain and abuse them before strangling them to death with but their maybe own T-shirts. Yeah. So then on March 24th, so this is just a little later in the month, the two of them what? <laughs> abduct a 15-year-old runaway. I can't get people I mean, to go to brunch with me. I know. It's How fucking... do you? I mean, oh, my God. I feel like a crazy person when I'm like, hey, do you like to wake up and drink alcohol? Like, that's hard. Yeah. But to be like, hey, tying up murder, you're winning. 15-year-old boys that are hitchhiking. And let's do it. another person to not be like, I'm good. Thanks. Though. Yeah. No, they all seem to take them up on it. Like, oh, great idea. Let's do it. So these two go. They kidnap Harry Turner um, from Los Angeles. He had just run away from a boy's home in Lancaster. Wow. Four days prior. So I think he was just kind of on the streets running around. They bound, sodomized, and bit him. And then oh. Bonin ordered Pew to beat him up. So Pew's 17, right? I think that's what yeah, I said. Yeah, he he's should, 17. He should do the heavy lifting. Yeah, so he bludgeons and beats the kid about the head and body for several minutes. And then Bonin strangled him to death with his T-shirt. He loves his own, he though. Does he loves taking the T-shirt, the kid's T-shirt. Fucking T-shirt on, yeah. So the kid's autopsy reveals that his genitals had been mutilated. He'd received a total of eight fractures to the skull inflicted by a blunt instrument. And Three. then he'd been strangled. Uh, so that's March 24th on April 10th. 16-year-old bellflower Stephen John Wood, 
was abducted on his way to school. His nude, beaten body was discarded along an alleyway in Long Beach, close to Pacific Coast Highway. Oh. So that's the 10th. April 29th, Bonin and Butts lure 19-year-old Darren Kendrick into the van on the pretext of selling him drugs. They drove him to Butts' apartment where he was overpowered and bound, sodomized, partially strangulated, then forced to drink hydrochloric acid. This caused caustic chemical burns to his mouth, chin, stomach, and chest. And then Butts took an ice pick and drove it into his ear. Oh, what is that about? Causing a fatal wound to his cervical spinal cord. Whoa! Uh, He was then thrown out. Through the ear? Through the ear. That's intense. Onto the Arteza freeway with the ice pick still poking out of his ear. Oh, shit, man. Uh, May 17th, 1980. Bonin abducts and murders a 17-year-old friend of his, Lawrence Sharp. And he decided to kill him because he was tired of having him around. I mean, we've all been there. He threw him out in a Westminster gas station. I'm sorry, in a what? (laughs) He threw him out in a Westminster gas station. (laughs) He left him at a gas station. His autopsy revealed he had been bound and sodomized, extensively beaten about the face and body, and then strangled. So that's the 17th on May 19th. Bonin kills 14-year-old um, Southgate resident Sean King. He'd picked him up from a bus stop in Downey, killed him, and then threw him into um, Live Oak Canyon. So, so now at this point, the murders are getting media attention. Because <laughs> they're happening time. like every fucking day, yeah, at like least every once a day. Yeah, 10 hours. Yeah. Um, so Bonin starts to collect all the newspaper clippings about himself. Yeah, you Keep them in his glove compartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're going to stick them on your walls with red So, <laughs> About this time, um, Pew gets arrested. Pew, the 17-year-old. Pew, pew. pew. Uh, so he that guy. gets caught stealing a car, ends up in juvie, and he hears on the news about all these ongoing murders that are happening. He's like, that's my bro. Dude, I know that guy. Um, I don't know why he tells his counselor that he thinks he knows who it is and that it sounds like Bonin. Probably something like that. Um, so he tells his counselor about Bonin, the counselor tells the LAPD, and there's a, this, this is another great fucking name coincidence. Do it. He tells Sergeant John St. John (laughs) (laughs) that, um, this kid thinks he knows who did it, and John St. John goes and he does an extensive interview with Pew. And I'm totally fucked up right now because Valentina just completely walked out of the room. And I don't quite know what to do about it. Um, so there's that. It's fucking crazy. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and so then that that puts Bonin on their radar. And he starts to think, hey, maybe this guy is, in fact, the freeway killer. So they go back and they look into Bonin's background and they go, oh, hey, look at this guy has been convicted of sexually assaulting boys many, many times. At least the last hundred years. Suspicious. So they put a surveillance team on him. And that starts on June 2nd of 1980. Mm. That same day, Bonin, with a guy named James Monroe takes an 18-year-old print shop worker named Stephen Wells off of El Segundo Boulevard. Oh. They learn he's bisexual, and so they tell him, like, hey, come back to our house. We'll give you 200 bucks if you um, <laughs> if you let us tie you up before we have sex with you. Oh, man. So they go back to his apartment. Wells is bound, raped, beaten uh, by both men, and then murdered. Oh, man. With his own fucking T-shirt. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, that's a, at least I guess I guess this was right before the police started surveilling because they didn't catch him for that. Uh, it takes them nine days of surveillance to really get a good grip on what Bonin's doing. They find him driving around, sort of in a random way around Hollywood, success unsuccessfully trying to lure teenage boys into his van. I mean, I remember those. So days. they watch him do that five times with five different kids, and then. What? Yeah, they watch him try to lure kids in. <laughs> oh, they tried to. Okay, he tried to get these boys, but they, none of them. Like he just picked up five kids, and they were like, no, "We're no, on to we're you. On, <laughs> we see you. We see That's what you're sixth doing." Sixth one, oh, buddy. no. And then uh, the sixth one gets in. Nope. So the police follow him uh, to a parking lot close to the Hollywood Freeway, and then come up on the vehicle 
when they hear muffled screams coming from the back of the van, oh the police officers force their way in and discover Bonnet in the act of raping a 17-year-old Orange County runaway named Harold Tate. Oh. Uh, Harold was handcuffed and bound. So they arrest Bonnet. Sure. And should. then they let him out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then he gets out two weeks then later. Like, on per- on, uh, yeah. Anyway, so initially they just charge him with the rape of this kid, but they hold him on suspicion of murder. And then he was put on, he had a $250,000 bond, which he did not uh, meet. Couldn't, yes, thank you. And this Monroe kid, who is the other person who helped him kill somebody, oh, to kill the mm-hmm. last guy. Mm-hmm. Steals his car and takes off to Michigan. Not nice. <laughs> so he's gone. Um, they find Bonin's van, and they they just find all kinds of shit that just oh, makes yeah. him look guilty as sin. So they find restraining devices, nylon cord, an assortment of knives, a tire iron, household implements like pliers and coat hangers. It's very similar to the toolbox killers because they have all that kind of shit too. Um both the interior of Bonin's van and sections of his home were extensively bloodstained. Could you imagine getting into Jesus a van, Christ. shutting the door, and then looking around and realizing there's no fucking handles and there's blood all over the place? Could you fucking imagine? I would probably imagine? think this is a joke. I don't think my brain can process. I would fucking lose my mind. I would probably, yeah, you probably would be like, this is what some kind of weird haunted house. Well, I wouldn't, but back then I probably would have because <laughs> I was dumb. <laughs> I didn't get to live through that time. Uh, but I was only, I was seven when they caught him. But <laughs> yeah. I just remember, I I must be remembering the hearing about it when he was in court. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um. So they, they noticed that all the inner handles of the doors had been taken out. Ooh. Uh, and then inside the glove box, they find all his scrapbook of newspaper clippings related to murders. So he looks a little guilty. Initially, he's like, nope, wasn't me. Totally innocent. Didn't Super do it. Super interested in it, but it's not. Yeah, just was really interested. But they, he gets a letter from the mother of one of the kids he killed, this king. I can't remember what his first name was because that's... I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, I didn't right. remember. Um, but the letter asked him to please reveal the location of her son's body so Aww. she can leave to rest, blah, blah, blah. And then over the course of, of a few days, he just starts confessing to abducting, uh, kidnapping, raping, and killing 21 boys and young men. He had no year. remorse for doing any of it. Sure. But he did demonstrate extreme embarrassment and regret over having been caught. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm so embarrassed. I love the word embarrassed for that. One rule. (laughs) So um, he was he he went to court in both L.A. and Orange County. He had two separate trials. He was convicted of ten murders in L.A. County and four in Orange County, and he was formally sentenced to death and was sent to San Quentin State Prison to await execution in the gas chamber. He was on death row for 14 years at San Quentin. he, while he was there, he started painting and writing. Oh, good. And he received several minor awards for his artwork, oh, short sure. stories and poems. So clearly he was gifted. Um, he he also corresponded with a number of people while he was waiting what to die. He was writing letters, um, including he, I don't even know why they fucking let him do this, but he was writing with the mothers of some of his victims. Oh, my God. Uh in this correspondence, he never expressed any regret or remorse over having murdered their sons. I don't know why they participated in this, but they did. And I don't know why they let this letter go through. And maybe they didn't. No, this is so this was King's mother. So the reason he, the one woman, the reason that he confessed, yeah. that got him to start confessing, he tells her in a letter that he really liked her son, that he had been his favorite victim because he was such a screamer. Oh. Why do you let the mother of a murder victim get that letter from her son's murderer? God. It's like the Wild West. It's like fucking crazy. 20 years ago. No, No, it's just 30 years ago. No. Right, 40. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, Close to 30. So, anyway, in 1992, California decides they're not doing the gas chamber anymore. So, they they change it to lethal injection. Which is. Over. <laughs> I mean, I just know, think we should do gunshots. 
I was just listening to something about Jack Kevorkian and how easily he helped people kill themselves. I'm like, why don't we just do that? He had a great way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, recipe. It peaceful, calm. Also, Nobody hello, went into convulsions. Fentanyl. Yeah. People so <laughs> this is crazy because Bonin was actually executed in the state of California. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they put him in the gas chamber, but they executed him by lethal injection. So I don't know what the fuck that's, that's all about. Very symbolic. That was on February 23rd in 1996. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So and that's and the story probably came back up. I get I don't know. I don't fucking ever remember hearing about this guy after after being a kid. It's so weird. So you don't remember him being executed. No. I just no, remember hearing about this as a kid and being like, what the fuck crazy that's ass shit is going weird. on? Yeah. Um and I probably didn't think about it like that when I was ten. But he, so he was the first person to be executed by lethal injection in California. And he only was on death row for 14 years, which for California is a really short time because they don't do that anymore. So sidebar, these mm. things happened while we were growing up. Like, as I said, the Night Stalker was like a uh -huh. thing while I was uh -huh. growing up. And uh -huh. Therefore, it was like up to our parents to kind of protect us from these things. Yeah. I'm an adult now and I'm not hearing about these things. Does that mean we don't have serial killers anymore? I think or they were we really big in the 70s them? and 80s. But like, why? I don't know. Like, we don't have them anymore? They're just like, that's not cool. I don't know. Because I'm I was sure. Thinking, no, like, they always say that there's a certain number of serial killers operating in the country at, at any, any given time. time. So what the fuck happened? Why do we... Why do we not know who they are? Because I was thinking, like, that's so much pressure. Like, as a parent, like, how much do you scare your child with how much do you tell them, like, don't worry, you know, Dude, so you can sleep at night. But My like, parents tried to scare me away from the hippies. I mean, they weren't well, worried that. about scaring me. Stay away but from like, the hippies. They'll give you acid. But I don't think people have to worry about that anymore. And why? Why is that? Where are they, where have they gone? Where have all the serial killers gone? Where it's a song. You Where have that. all the serial killers gone? Oh, what? I Long was going time passing. Oh, I went a different direction. Mm, I was going folk song. I was going Where have all the cowboys gone? Mm. Oh. Okay. But seriously, uh, do, do, someone so, let us know. For some reason, they let him do a final interview on a radio station. They always should. <laughs> Less than 24 hours before he was executed. Awesome. Uh, so Bonin claimed, I have to call him Bonin because if I call him Bonin, I just can't. That's fine. And it's probably Bonin anyway. Why don't you go? Um, he made peace with the fact that he was about to die. He added his only real regret was that he had not pursued his teenage passion of bowling. God, someone <laughs> should have just let him bowl. Fuck. Just let the kid bowl. Because he thought he was good enough to have turned professional. And that would have uh, stopped all That of was his one memories. regret in life. Jesus. When asked whether there was anything he had to say to the families of his victims, he stated, nah, they feel my death will bring closure, but that's not the case. They're going to find out. Oh, this guy's not a nice guy. He's, he's just fucking hard. But, I mean, you look back to how he was raised. Like, alcoholic parents who beat the shit out of him, yeah. abandoned him at an orphanage so he could be raped by older boys. Seriously. I mean, he didn't really have much of a chance. No. Uh, at 6 p.m. on the day he was executed, he was moved from his cell to the death watch cell. He ordered his last meal, which was two large pizzas, three pints of ice cream, and three six-packs of Coke. Whoa. And then he three six yeah. packs of coke. I don't know. Maybe he got them for Elma. So. Having a party? He's having a party. Do you get to have a no, but you're. Cooler I think than like the the parties. pastors with you. He had a couple people with him, like the pastor <laughs> and some other guys. So maybe they Yo, were eating priests and coke. Think we too. can take down twenty one coke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, he did give a final statement to the prison warden. That was eighteen. That was about folks. one hour before his execution. He again expressed no remorse for his crimes, sure. but he did leave a note that Ooh. said, I feel the death penalty is not an answer to the problems at hand. I feel it sends the wrong message to the people of this country. Young people act as they see other people acting instead of as people tell them to act. I would advise that when a person has a thought of doing anything serious against the law, that before they did, they should go to a quiet place and think about it seriously. <laughs> that was his last statement. I mean... <laughs> Uh, he was pronounced dead at 12.13 a.m. He was 49 at the time of his execution. Whoa. He accomplished a lot in his 49 years. That was a lot. I'm amazed I've never heard of him. Right? Yeah. Because this is like a fucking major That's a lot of killer. murders. 
from where we're from rapes like, and yeah and i can't like i can't believe it's not ever been covered but i'm pretty sure i've never heard anybody cover this guy there should be a movie about it there should yeah no i had friends text me today asking me if there's a season two of mind hunter because i'm the authority on such matters and i said yes there is it's going to be the atlanta child killer but it's not going to be till next year. And there's a Charles Manson in it. Ooh, that's mm. exciting stuff. And BTK. Whoa. Uh, and what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. And then they were saying something about Polly Klaus. Oh, Polly Klaus. That was horrible. That was rec- the anniversary was recent. But Stolen that was right here. out of her house with all her friends right there. And that was up was here. So people gnarly. were bananas. And I was saying, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, I don't remember it growing up, but when I was growing up, oh, I do. fucking Richard Ramirez. I remember all of them somehow. Weirdo. Well, I was weird even you back then. weird early. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you about when I was a very, very small child and all my friends were wishing or were saying how they were never going to smoke or drink or do drugs. And you're like, I might. Yeah, I did. Who knows? I just wanted to keep all my options open, even 100%. as a small child. You know, you, you never know. You don't. That's exactly what I said. I don't know what I'm going to do like when I'm older. I do it right now. But the fact that these people are doing a whole program to tell me not to do it <laughs> makes me think there's something to right, it. There's got to be something good about it. Right? There's, yeah, for sure. There's no like, don't eat too many edamame campaign. It's true. Because it's probably fine. Well, because there's a soybean freaking lobby that's trying to make well, you eat yeah. as many soybeans as possible. Well, they are pretty tasty. <sighs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good argument. Good argument. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that is a story of William Bonin, the fucking freeway killer of Southern California from when the- we were small that's, children. That's crazy. Crazy. Right? Yeah. I guess because I wasn't like a small gay boy, I didn't. I don't get think a lot of these kids it. were gay. I do remember, though, as a kid, getting the impression that it wasn't taken very seriously because people thought they were gay. Like the the the. It's like when somebody's killing prostitutes. Like people don't You're care like, oh, as much. I don't worry. I'm not yeah, like with the Green River Killer, right? For a long time, I don't think they just really cared because yeah. they were throwaway people. Just fucking terrible because we're terrible terrible there are no throwaway people except if you hurt animals life is overvalued i will throw you (laughs) yeah life's not even that important guys we're all just here because we didn't kill ourselves that's the line yes all right i'll just do it well i guess i'll do deal with this shit for like another day that's fine whatever yep we all make that contract with ourselves to just get through the day we're just like oh i guess didn't kill ourselves or were not killed by my William Bonin and the like, I suppose. Yeah, There's that too. That's true. So everyone, if I'm you take anything there. away from today, don't get into the fucking van. Don't get into vans. Mm-hmm. And what else? And um, the other lesson is if you do eat too many edibles, please record, record yourself. <laughs> and post it for us to see. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys all enjoyed my karaoke video. Yes. My ex friend Lauren posted. Aww. Yeah, sorry. I don't think we're co- we're not coming back from this. You don't think? For my, you know, she did. Up. She did diminish her Patreon quite a bit. Did <laughs> she? <laughs> Fucking cunt face. No. Yeah, she's still listening. Lauren, I still no, think you're great. I know she's always listening. <laughs> Listen, Lauren. <laughs> this birthday is a goddamn big deal. Huge deal. Huge. Huge. The hugest. It's going to be huge. I know. And I do think it's funny that you two are not going. I <laughs> it's, it's, I know. And it's, but it's probably for the best that I'm not going. Probably for the best for you. Yes. Not for Lauren, because there is, <laughs> have I shown you the jar of marijuana that is involved in this no, endeavor? Not it's yet. A, it's it like a, it's a lot. So it's the same reason that it's her, probably good I'm not going and not good that she's not going. Well, yeah, because her whole bullshit was like, oh, I don't drink, I don't drink. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know we all drink a lot, but <laughs> half of these people actually raise marijuana plants, dum-dum. Mm. And this is California. You know, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people who want to come to your party now. That's fine. Just message me. <laughs> she so, wants to have a big party. We're going to have to celebrate other otherwise somehow. For my birthday? For your birthday. 
Oh, some oh. boring way that I would normally celebrate something. Like, like cake and ice cream. Off the hook. Cake and ice cream and almond milk. Woo-hoo. Oh my god. Coffee. It's very exciting. I know. I'm boring. It's You're good I'm not adorable. there. I'd just be listening. <laughs> no, I would probably just make you take pictures. Uh, that's true. I could do that. And I would so probably try to bring recording equipment and make you yes. record. No, I'm that probably going to make everybody record. Yeah, that's true. It's three nights. Oh, Jesus. We got to survive for three nights. You guys, and there's going to be this a could hor- get ugly. But there is going to be a ride on the beach with horses. Oh, man. One of the days. Yeah, that sounds lovely. No. Ian. And I got the, the t-shirts came in. Oh, but I can't. I think Mary listens. Heidi might listen. You're not getting t-shirts. Why? They're not going? Just kidding. Yes, they are. But I don't want them to know. (laughs) (laughs) But these t-shirts are awesome. Oh. We'll take pictures and post them, I'm sure. Yes, please post lots of pictures. Yeah, if anyone's around Bodega Bay on the 26th, it's my birthday. Come by. Turn in a hundred. Okay. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts? So many. So many. I don't even know. I'm going to okay. probably write an essay about them. Okay. And yeah. we'll do it next episode. Super thoughtful. Can, yeah. yeah. Just uh, super on top of things right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find us on. Where? The interwebs. What? Yeah. Facebook and Instagram at Just the Worst Pod. It sounds amazing. You should follow us there because it's amazing. It's awesome. We also have a group. You can join the group. That's really where it's at. The group's pretty fun. I pretty much ignore everything but this group. The best people in the world. It's glorious. Uh, and on Twitter at JT, uh, JTWpod. JTWpod. In Cincinnati. That's what I felt like was happening, and I've never even watched that show. You haven't? Oh, WKRP was such a great show. Uh, And we are on Patreon at something, 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 forward slash just the worst. Yeah, send us some money. Patreon.com forward slash just the worst pod, I think. Um, And you will be, yeah, I've been still ignoring everybody on Patreon. I've been ignoring everybody, honestly. I still have that goddamn text I haven't returned in a week and a half. Hey guys, I'm just don't every now hold and then, it against me if you're reaching out to us and Patty we're you. being you're being ignored because it's not me. No, it's not. But just remember, my she's been ignoring on... you this whole time. Uh, I've well, just yeah. been ignoring you for the last month. Wait, what day is my birthday? Thursday? But, I don't know. The 26th. You said I better get some fucking shenanigans, you guys. Oh, you guys, send her some shenanigans. Oh, I need shenanigans. Um, and I don't think there's anything else. No. I think we got it. That's it. All right, everyone. (gasps) Oh, my gosh, you guys. I love you so much. Don't forget to call me. Goodbye. Bye.